myself, Lady Frost, and my savage gentleman just wrapped up what was an enthralling podcast. And then something dawned upon me about this Friday, May 11th. Now, could that have been the fact that Nova Pro, less than one week, has yet to announce our opponent? Hmm. Why, yes. Yes, it is. Nova Pro has yet to announce our opponent for this Friday. And you know what else? Nova Pro also took over two months to invite us back after sink or swim. Now, I know you all remember Pretty Proper, the savage gentleman and Lady Frost, because, well, quite frankly, we made quite the splash. Well, this Friday at Threader Joy, regardless of our opponents, you're going to fall victim to the savage antics. Nova Pro, we've, we've got, got business. business. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay per view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Yeah, All right, welcome back to another episode of the Big Go Bell Podcast. I'm your host, Two Chames. It's a special Monday episode. I'm joined by my co-host, Jamal, the Giant Crab. What's up, brother? Nah, not much, are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, and I'm also joined by my guy, Hill Will Mahoney. What's up, brother? What's up, my man? Another fine week. We're starting off here on the Big Gold Belt. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a busy one this week for sure, <laughs> but... um. You know, if it's if we're not on our regularly scheduled program, you know it must be something special. And today is definitely, definitely special for us because this is a first. We're joined by two guests, and I'm very excited. I've been wanting to talk to these people since um, they debuted at Nova Pro, which was in March. But it's no better time than now. I am joined by Lady Frost herself and the Savage Gentleman. How y'all doing tonight? doing well did we pop a cherry for you guys because there's two of us and not one that's that is confirmed (laughs) (laughs) you speak for yourself sir i've been there before (laughs) 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 um so yeah um so much to talk about tonight um um again I have to definitely give you guys props. Now, when you guys debut back in March at the No Pro Single Swim, we were just bombarded by tons of new faces. I mean, we got for five dollars, which was the Single Swim show, we got nineteen matches to be followed by their first all women's show that night. Right. And you know, nineteen match, nineteen matches were maybe over. I mean, if every match only had two people, which obviously your match didn't because it was a, a triple threat, and others had. Uh, four ways with so many new faces. I mean, it it, it could have been a, it was it was definitely a little bit overwhelming. But nonetheless, you two made the impact. Like you had the look, the persona, that the fact that I was just like, hey, I I'm drawing a liking to these people like right away. So immediately, you know, um, um, I reached out, I reached out to him, and I was just like, hey, man, we we gotta we gotta we gotta talk. And then the more and more I kept looking to uh, this the savage gentleman background, I was just like, okay. I like this guy. First, 
first, you know, I love wrestling, professional wrestling, but I love MMA as well. And to see that you have dabbled in in every bit of combat sports, it was it was just only right. So, yeah. So, um, definitely, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Absolutely, thanks for having us. No doubt, no doubt. Um, so let's 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 start off the show on a, on a simple note. Um, so you two both have um been in within the wrestling promotion uh within professional wrestling for about well i know uh the savage gentleman has been in for about three years and lady frost you've been managing for about two and you just debuted um actually within the ring yeah you give me a little extra time under my belt yeah <laughs> oh it's not three years oh i'm sorry this is 2018 it's two years 2016 is your debut correct yeah correct correct Call all right <laughs> <laughs> um but um let's let's talk about the journey how how did it get started uh it started i was watching i think it might have been wrestlemania and a couple buddies directed me to justin labar who had a direct connection with iwc and i got a hold of those guys in the upper management there went to a tryout started training two weeks later Awesome. And and as a tandem or this was just solely your journey at first? It was my journey at first for about a year. You know, the whole training system and her and I started date, dating right around the time of my debut. Okay. Oh. I didn't miss much. I missed, I believe, one show, which was his debut. <laughs> um, and then I got suckered in. <laughs> right from the start and it didn't really take long until I became his manager in and out of the ring (laughs) real life life. (laughs) but we went so uh, you guys are so you guys are together for so long uh, out there on the road driving from town to town Uh, how do you not get sick of each other how do you still keep it fresh uh, both in your relationship and in the ring well there's that too (laughs) I don't know about that there are days uh, maybe hours, but uh, I don't know. I think we're just goofballs, and By it's, nature. Yeah, it's entertaining more than anything, and there's no getting sick of this lifestyle, I think. We love it so much, and we embrace it that it's just like we made it ours, and it's fun, and yeah, when things get crappy, like we have someone else to go through it with. It's it's never, I don't know, we're pinned against each other. We're We're a team, so... Real life tag team, soon to be wrestling tag team. <laughs> oh, that could be interesting. Oh it's, yeah, it's gonna happen. You wait. Coming up soon. <laughs> okay, I definitely got some. Uh, I definitely got some dates down in the future. You guys have um already been booked for. So I wonder which one of these dates is going to be that big date. Could it? Uh-oh. So we don't even know what's happening this Friday yet. So we're all still holding our breath. Bated breath. Well, we do know you will you will be back in the area at Nova Pro at a, a, a threat of joy. So um, nonetheless, and, and not only just that, it will be live streaming on Powerbomb TV for the people who can't make it um, to the show locally. So we do know that. So that's definitely um, considering that is Nova Pro's second time being on Powerbomb TV. The first time was absolutely a big deal in December. So to make it to the second one is absolutely a big deal as well, too. So you definitely can credit yourself for being booked for that. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah we're pretty appreciative that they asked us back. You know, we uh, we don't know what took so long, but <laughs> we're, ha- 
We're happy to be there. Could could you talk a little bit about the first experience? Oh. Sink or swim? Yeah. First experience? Uh just getting yeah. there was oh my. crazy. <laughs> they had the highway shut down. There was a huge accident. We didn't think we were gonna make it. We made it with five minutes to spare. We oh were, wow. We sat in traffic for an extra two hours and the drive was already about five, five and a half. Yeah. I think so it was nearing eight hours that it took us to get there. And we felt awful. It was our first time. We actually left early in preparation to be there early and make a good impression. And then we ended up showing almost two hours late. So it was, it was a rough start out of the gate. And then we saw how many people were, you know, in the locker room and we knew it was going to be tough competition. It's hard to stand out when there's that many people. But I think, uh, I think we did an all right job. I think they had a great match. I think we left our mark. Def- definitely more than all right for sure. Um, <laughs> so let me let me let me because I feel like I'm the expert of the DMV logic on traffic. Um, okay. There is no logic. That's what you just start there. So you know if you want to if you want to leave two hours early t- to uh, travel, I don't know ten miles. It's going to take you I don't know twenty minutes. Um, it, I mean, excuse me. If you leave two hours early for a ten mile drive, that may roughly take you twenty minutes, but at the same time, if it's traffic, that 20 minutes is going to be extended for, um, for you know, like an hour and a half. So, in theory, the only way to actually get someplace on time is to leave late so that you avoid traffic. <laughs> so, you're actually doing traffic. Is that your logic? It's, I swear, sometimes he has the same logic. It's, it's the truth. For me, as the manager is saying, let's go, we're getting in the car then we would be leaving late and maybe even get there on time. Nah, you're, you're better off going to the gas station, uh, getting $10 off every pump before you fill up and then make the drive, and then you'll get there on time. But if you if you try to go there early, it does not work. Literally, I grow a pay. Thank, but thank but you to be fair, it sounds like uh, Scott Steiner was your math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a bunch of New York math. You're right. <laughs> So, um, uh, were you about to say something, Will? Uh, no, well, I was going to mention, I mean, it's going to be great to see you guys back this Friday since it'll be much more of a focused event. It won't be the whole tryout format where, like, as Najir was saying, we had so many faces come through that curtain on the show you guys uh, tried out on that it was a blur. But despite all that, the moment you guys came through, the, the whole package – the whole the look, you guys make an immediate impression, and that was one of the biggest things I think you had in your favor that day. Is as a as a total package, the whole look of the savage gentleman and Lady Frost. It's a very striking look that immediately grabs your attention, and you're like, "Hey, what is this?" <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it, we that was our you know what our game plan with being back there for about five hours. We were one of the last matches on, too, which we didn't know as bad bad as we were rushing to get there. And we were one of the last matches, thankfully, so we had some time to work things over and get ourselves prepared. Can I ask you about the look itself? uh, That steampunk look that you have that that you're going for, uh, what exactly inspired that? Uh, Any any Uh, particular comic or just the steampunk genre in general you guys are into? So it's actually not as much steampunk as you would think. It was more inspired by old school gangs of New York 
Victorian era, you know, a gentleman and a lady. But okay. when it comes time, you know, I have to do business and the savage comes out. We kind of um, veer toward being more traditional and classic as far as even the relationship. Like at home, we have traditional standards and I think it fit with him and I and it fit also with his like street style fighting. It's kind of how we tied in the MMA aspect to get it more um, gritty and have a little bit more of a punch, if I can uh, add that For pun there. A word. You're right. <laughs> I see what you did there. How? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, but it is it is a different look, and I, you know, you know, it, it, not steampunk aside, it's a very different look, and it definitely does help you all stand out. But I guess. That whole, you know, 1870s, you know, late, you know, Victorian era, um, New York, Boston look, Pittsburgh, maybe, because um, you guys sound like Western Pennsylvania. But is it, do you think that uh, how, how do you expand to grow that uh, that brand and, and make it more unique, more something that people haven't seen? What do you what do, what do you guys bring it to the table now that you're here? What can more, what more can we expect from you? I think because it's so new, um, we're going to let people eat it up for a little bit. And then okay. when you feel it going stale, there's there's always somewhere to take it. I think um, there's always that pressure to bring the flavor, to bring more. And um, we'll feel it out when we get there. It's, it's whatever people want, what they prefer, what they're asking for. And we take all sorts of feedback from fans, from other wrestlers, from promoters. Um, we're doing seminars still. So, we take a little bit from everyone and, you know, see how it can spice it up. And w the demand is different every show, I think. So we're just trying to stay on our toes. There's always something yep. somebody likes more right. you know, to where it's the hat, it's the coat, it's her look, her outfit, you know, the mask people were a fan of at one point in time. You know, we've since eliminated that. <laughs> uh, you know, why cover that up? <laughs> It's hard now when we travel a lot. You never know, um, you know, what role we're stepping into with who we're facing. And um, that's why I think we have the wiggle room, really, in developing the character. And if we're involved in a storyline, I think it's definitely something that we get to, like, hone in on. But as far as just traveling everywhere, you just have to be prepared for whoever it is you're wrestling and, you know, bring it the best we can. Um, I think uh, in our, uh, before our, the show started in our pre-notes meeting, uh, we definitely talked about, Will, I will give credit for this, is you guys definitely are not shy away from doing everything and, and, <laughs> and you know, participating in everything. And I think uh, one of the big things that I pride myself on is, too, is investing in yourself. And I know that's definitely something that you guys have been very vocal about all over your social medias. And, and, and I mean that caters to, you know, being your hardest critic into trying to prove yourself is, you know, always want to invest in yourself and reevaluating and, you know, how can you do it better and so on. So um, I think right. with that Absolutely. mindset, the longevity is there, no doubt. We hope so. I mean, we had the mentality of not settling from the start. That's kind of how we got a late jump on being in such a serious relationship because, you know, I was happy with running a small business and I was single for almost five years, I think, before we started this. And, um, you know, we wanted the best out of everything. And the same goes for our career in professional wrestling. We 
decided to go 100% all in and that's it. It's our life. It's, it's real life in the house and in the ring and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Our motto has become one at a time. Just win one person over everywhere you go and eventually, you know, everyone's going to start to take a liking to us. <laughs> well, speaking of everywhere you've been going, I mean, I was really impressed with the, uh, the track record I've seen laid out the past few months uh, across your social media from the Monster Factory to uh, right. meeting up with Les Thatcher, who's got yeah. been around forever uh, and seen yeah. everything and everyone, and then going all the way out to the West Coast for the New Japan Dojo. I mean, mm. that's yeah. just those just those three spots alone. That's like right. such a wide variety of knowledge and experiences. Yeah, we also did the Evolve tryout. Uh, Matt Riddle was there, Hot Sauce Williams, and William Regal. So we started Jeez. there, and I was, yeah, I was trying out as a manager. And I don't want to sound too forward, but I kind of watched everyone, and I got in the ring, and I felt that, um, you know, we were doing drills, and I was a manager, but I was like, I'm giving this my all, and I'm going to do what everyone else does. And that competition side of me, came out and I was like, I want this. I want to be a wrestler. I deserve to be here. And that's when I really decided that I had a place in the ring as well. And, um, you know, the knowledge there was, it was just crazy. I mean, I'm not the only one that comes from, you know, sports background. You know, she had competitive gymnasts for 10, 15 plus years at, you know, collegiate level. So wow. it's kind of natural for us to do things in and out of the ring together and I think it helps make us a team you know we both have been on such a high level in other sports that it just naturally translates into wrestling for us um and also too uh, um, I I saw in the interview um that you also recently attended uh a Jimmy Jacobs seminar we did yes yeah. down at PCW speak a little bit about that as well if you could so that it didn't started, go very uh, well. <laughs> that started off great. If that footage ever leaks, it's not going to be good. <laughs> but he was amazing. He was amazing. He was the kind of person that was like so curt and straightforward that you were like, man, it was just like so cut and dry. And he just told it like it was, which was awesome. Um, I mean, it was intimidating for as little as he is. Yeah. <laughs> he is. His power is in his voice and his demeanor, his energy. Just when he stands there, you feel that, that everything, whatever he wants to give off, you feel that. It's very, very clear. But um, we did. He kind of pulled me up, and we tried to tandem this promo, and it was all over the place. So, so let me backtrack a little bit. It was <laughs> freezing in the building because, oh, yeah. you know, that never happens in wrestling. No. <laughs> freezing. Jimmy is running the seminar, having guys go up at will, you know, one by one. Say what you want. Do what you want. It's your show. He put it on us to create the seminar. And anything we did, he critiqued. Well, he happened to hand her his jacket. I was cold. She was a little cold. So I happened to take the jacket and hand it back to him. <laughs> hand it back to him. Uh, <laughs> as politely. I called him a peasant. Right. He threw it in his face. <laughs> But all in, in character, of course. But <laughs> And then we proceeded to cut the promo. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and because uh, everything right now sounds very interesting because I'm, I'm all for wanting this to leak right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish that it ended as well as it started. 
we started off with a bang and then the words just weren't there. I hadn't really, um, there was zero preparation. It was a hundred percent on the spot. <laughs> However, we did finish the promo at the same exact time with the words. Take, Take notes. notes. <laughs> 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 I almost forgot. We never even say that in promos too. So it was wild. We just, he went off on a tangent and all of a sudden we both said, take notes at the same time. And we looked at each other. I actually started busting out laughing because I'm like, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> we just bombed this promo. And then all of a sudden we, we were just like, but we're going to end it just like this. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, not for anyone's embarrassment, but I mean, if that did leak, I would be pretty interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, gonna be hashtag started from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so you two are both pure athletes. Um, um, we'll we'll talk more about um, uh, um, the Savage Gentleman background as well. But are you two the only athletes to um, to come from your family? Uh, I can say I don't know much of my family. Um, do uh, I have to drop this? Uh, Okay, I'm going to pick this name up right here. (laughs) My my grandfather was Batman, the Batman, B-A-T-T-M-A-N, and he wrestled with Bruno San Martino uh, back in the studio wrestling days, so. Yeah, I didn't find out until about three months into the relationship. (laughs) As I'm a pro wrestler, she kept that. I don't know how she kept it. I didn't want him to fall too fast. I didn't want him to just be like head over heels. <laughs> like, hey, wrestling runs in my family. So I don't talk about it often. Wow. Those are some deep roots right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we definitely yeah. tried. <laughs> like, not, did you know that one or no? That's, that's, a, that's No, that's, a, that's definitely a surprise. Okay. Yeah. So you, nice, you nice. You quite enough homework then. You're right. <laughs> I mean, you know, and part of doing homework, I want to definitely, you know, you know, know the basic stuff. So I'm not sitting here saying who trained you, how old are y'all, blah, 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 blah. But uh, definitely want to be wild about uh, some of the wild, uh, you know, the stories and stuff, um, you know, that only you guys can tell. And that's just not sitting out there uh, typed out in words and, and such. But um, to prove that I have done my homework, too, let's go back to March a little bit. Um, so March was absolutely one of maybe the biggest month for you guys period this this year um again you you made your debut in um nova pro which is yes. how we first got introduced to you um then took a following to you the next day no you were part of the inaugural um new japan uh dojo training which you trained under um shibata and um scorpio sky, scorpio sky. so and that's you know that's rocky romero was there too oh nice nice but not yeah. not only that i mean now Let's talk about you guys like this pure organic taken to each other. It was your guys' anniversary, and love was definitely in the air. Um, some of the most like candid selfies I've ever seen ever. I mean, you guys are having such a great time. Um, kudos to you and uh, congratulations towards the anniversary as well. Thank but you. at the same time, too, you went out there on business. You you put in the work in the, in the dojo. Um, some of the pictures and stuff um managed to leak out, and you were thin. Um, good company too. There was a lot of other familiar faces as well too. But um, yeah. upon um, you know, searching your name on t- on on um on Twitter, a lot of people gave a lot of props about it as well. Um, and a lot of people was also um happy to see that you were th- with was within that company. 
could you a yeah. little bit tell us about being in that inaugural uh training class and um and um what's what else is to come from that uh well originally you know djz is the one that told me about it like you have to get out here you have to get this done i looked at her i was like how do you feel about spending our two-year anniversary in la <laughs> <laughs> of course she was all for it uh so we began booking the flights, uh, the hotel, just to try to get anything close in that area. But of course, we had to get you know a nice hotel because she was gonna be alone for a majority of the time. Okay. Uh, but every day it was they were long, uh, six hour days. We were there. We'd get there at nine. You literally had to wipe your shoes upon entering the dojo. It was unlike anything I've ever experienced. It was that Japanese culture. And I loved every minute of it. Walk in, greeted by everyone, you know, just like everything else in wrestling. But, you know, just taking your shoes off before you walk in the building, wiping them down before you enter the ring or onto the mats. It's a sacred place to them. Mm. Wrestling is real over in Japan. Uh, we got to train every day and we'd get a half hour for break. I would call her just to let her in, you know, I had to tell someone I was freaking out inside. (laughs) After waiting for that call, it was either in the hot tub or at the gym, but, um, (laughs) you know, first thing in the morning, they went through all their conditioning and, you know, he was tired. He was hurting. He had a pinched nerve that he didn't tell anyone about. His knee was a little bit banged up. From the involved seminar, actually, blew my knee out. (laughs) But, um, he fought through and he was, he was excited. He didn't complain. He was just like, this is great. I'm getting my butt kicked and (laughs) I'm learning. I'm being pushed to my limits. And it was a different style of wrestling. So, you know, I got to see two sides of where things come from, where they originate. And just like hearing the excitement in his voice was awesome. It was a great present. And we got to enjoy some nights and honestly just relax because we don't get to do that while we're home. So always on the go. It was gym (laughs) in the morning. And then her and I had a few hours at night, you know, before I had to get back to bed. You know, to make sure I was well rested because it was grueling. <laughs> can't, can't be showing up uh, to train with Shibata with some bags under your eyes. Oh, no. Oh, no. He did not care. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I, that class photo is, is great with him sitting dead center with the, the kendo stick right in front of him. Right. Oh, he walked around with that sucker every day. Every single day. So, um... Do you see a future of actually uh, relocating to the West Coast? I mean, the market for everything that you guys have in, in, in indulged in within the last few years is is, is definitely there. It, Has that yeah, ever been up is. for consideration? We've actually considered to move uh, to a few different places. That's not one of them. Okay. However, you know, nothing is forever. So you never know where we might end up. We're keeping our options open. I think it's kind of um, wherever fate leads us, opportunity leads us. If it's Florida, if it's Philly, if it's Cali, um, we're kind of open to wherever we're most well-received. I think it's important to be around people that like your vibe, like your energy, like your look. They want what you have to offer, and you might not fit everywhere. Or maybe a place has something sort of similar, or they have a wrestler and a manager, or an intergender tag. I don't know. You know, there's not too, too much of us out there right now. I think the intergender thing is a little bit of a sticky topic. So 
Um, but, you know, like I said, we go where we're well-received and good energy is important. Let's talk about home for you for a little bit. Now, you have trained out of the RISE camp. Yes. Could you speak a little bit of, about that experience and um, also about the big June 16th date that is coming up for you? Uh-oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, um, I have, honestly, the utmost utmost respect and admiration for Raz and Brandon K. Brandon K leads the training and um, he's given up so much to be there and to be there so frequently now that I've kind of been pushing him to train as much as possible. Um, him and his wife, Christy, are absolutely amazing. And the other wrestlers there too, like the locker room is just awesome. Everyone has this good energy and no one puts anyone down. And yeah, there's a time to be tough in training, but I really think that... Um, you know, this is an art. It's something that we love and something that we enjoy. When you start out, you're not making money. Your body is aching. And it's important to be supportive, I feel like, of your students and peers. So I have honestly had fun training. There are days, you know, I leave and I'm frustrated. I want to cry. I don't know if I should do this. Do I suck at this? Like, you know, all those questions. But at the end of the day, it's fun. And um, I do. I make my debut June 16th. So I'm sure it's not going to be, you know, a WrestleMania match. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's first match is maybe Ronda Rousey. She debuted and it was fabulous. But anyone else, you know, this is still the Indies. <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to impressing. That's for sure. You you must have not did your own homework for yourself because that's your second <laughs> debut match. Oh, I, I did. I said my second debut. But... Did you? I, I felt like I heard my debut, but okay. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about the first one. Um, so you will be facing on um, June 16th, which will be against London Ali. So I watched the promo yeah. and um, you're so humble uh, to have the opportunity and um, the support of the crowd and, um, you know, and the opportunities that that were given to you. She doesn't look like she's backing down, but you also doesn't look like you're backing down. Um, any few words for her right now upon that match? Oh. On the spot. On the spot. Um, here's the thing. I get her point. She was one of the first female workers there at Rise, and she has helped build that company, and I have nothing but respect for someone like that. Um, I wasn't expecting a few of the comments that she, uh, she threw my way, but nothing like some healthy competition. I think, you know, we both have fire, maybe a little ice. But uh, <laughs> I see you did get it there. <laughs> I have to. It's too easy. So, so many frozen winter puns. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So winter's coming on June sixteenth. Obviously. Um. Um. What was I about to say about her? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're doing anything right, you get haters. So at the end of the day, oh, yeah. just the shots that she took legitimately were just, you know, take with a, a grain of salt, you know. Right. And everyone knows my match was 20 seconds. But hey, I made it there. I made an impression. Um, I gave it everything that I had. I don't think I made too much of a fool of myself there. So I'm proud of what I've done. And I'm going to continue to be proud of the training and the work that I've put in. And hopefully my debut, it shows. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, yeah. Let's 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 talk about that. That was March. Um, again, another a, a busy March for you guys. Uh, full of just good vibes, yep. blessings, opportunities. I mean, 
it's going to be hard for any month out of this year to top that month. Right. Yeah. And March was also my birthday. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> birthday anniversary in New Japan, WWE. Yeah, we actually <laughs> flew in from New Japan, and in less than 24 hours, we were at WWE. So, wow. So, the two was... biggest companies in the world back to back. So, some stress. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, after you get the, 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 you know, you get sunburn or sun kissed by the Cali weather, you know, you got to get back to work. So it's just a reminder that, you know, everyone right. can have their life on the beach just yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, beach was so nice. It was. Uh, I was like, so jealous. I was looking extra pictures. I was just like, wow, they're having a good time. And I'm just over here with one day I got 70 degree weather. The next day is snowing. So, um, you know, yeah, you guys missed the, what is like about six inches or something. Yeah. The day before we came home, thankfully we missed all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 definitely <laughs> that's the icing on the cake there for sure. When you when you definitely enjoy your vacation and you avoid the bad weather on this side, and, and um, then you come back and all of a sudden you're Lady Frost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I get it. We can blame you for the six inches. Yeah, maybe. Hey, hey, I'm I'm not taking any any blame for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 talk about the the opportunity of working with one of the biggest promotions um first off i want to say that um uh definitely congratulations on that to you too because um the savage gentleman without a doubt was like he was he was doing the the work like on social media making sure that everyone brought was aware of it um promoting <laughs> yeah. that's that's legit work i like i definitely <laughs> gotta give you kudos for it because anywhere i turned i was like was retweeting posting etc cetera, right. etc cetera. and that's, that's i couldn't and, even go through the messages and he was just did you see this did you hear this i'm like no <laughs> he just he had it on lock and he was he was a really really great cheerleader and i think that was the first time the roles were kind of reversed yeah and he possibly did better as a manager then than i did i learned from some of the best there <laughs> so again you 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 know you you did the new japan thing you were um you had the anniversary so you were essentially on vacation you could have easily just kicked in and said like you know let's just lay back we we did what we had to do but when did the gear start turning the opportunity for wwe came about we actually knew uh, about a month prior, maybe two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. We we found out uh, the week before we went to Cali. Right. Okay. So we had a lot of stuff to put into place because we were going to be out of town and weren't getting home until the right. day before. So we had a lot of preparation to do, knowing that that was coming up. But, you know, the life of wrestler is never easy. You know, it's just like a ballerina. I always tell her it's one of my favorite quotes is you can only see what's on the stage. You don't get to see what's behind and it's all the hard work. It's all the dedication, the countless hours, you know, of us just investing in ourselves on the road. Like you said, we don't get sick of each other because we're always making new memories. Let me ask you this. You get to WWE, you know that you're going to do it. Uh, and you're making the, you know, you're getting into town. What's that feeling like? And how is that different than doing a different show in a different city? It's not just breaking into a new territory and hoping it goes well. It's not just a, nope. a training seminar. <laughs> this is 
first I think match felt- ever. Right. It's cutting out a little. I hope my phone isn't dying. No, no, it's not. Uh, well, I say it's your okay. first match ever. So what's that feeling like? Um, I think I had to talk myself into the fact that it was a live interview, that this was um, potentially a place that I wanted to hold a career. So I went in, you know, trying to feel less and, and think and act more. Um, it wasn't really about taking in the atmosphere as it is as much it, as it was delivering and trying to be what they asked me to be, really. So you do that, and, and you know that you're cutting a promo. It, is your approach any different than, we, like, say, for Rise? Did you take anything from WWE and that experience, and, and how has that transformed uh, what you would do in the ring from now on? I actually didn't know that I had a promo until a little bit later. And I certainly didn't know that it was going live until last minute. So there's nothing in the world that can prepare you for that, having never been on WWE before on Monday Night Raw. So um, it was definitely, it was different, obviously, than having all of the time to prepare and think about what I wanted to say to people when I was making my debut, because I feel like that had to come more from the heart. And, you know, something like getting put into a match with the greatest in the world. There's, there's no possible preparation for that. Really. <laughs> that, that is also true. Uh, you know, my last question about the raw experience is um, ha- being a fan of wrestling in general to being in that ring in Cleveland. Uh, how has your experience and, and your, your opinion of the business changed since you've gone from, you know, watching it on TV to being in front of 17,000 people? Oh my, it wasn't so much about the fans. I really think I had such um, a great appreciation for the production, like all of the employees, the workers, and the hustle that's backstage, everything that goes into making that show perfection is just, I mean, it's, it's awesome, really. It's different. You know, everyone prepares and tries to, to put on a great show, but at that level, I think it's just something that none of us really have ever seen or can know about unless you're, you're back there. So it sounds like your role that day, as the day went on, it got expanded and grew in scope from what you initially thought you were going to get from getting just a match to then to be, okay, now there's going to be a promo and then, Oh, by the way, yeah, we'll throw it up live on the air. And you got Um, a name and everything. I mean, heck, a lot of the people they bring through don't even get a name. It was, um, it was definitely minute by minute almost. Sorry, let me plug my phone in right now. One Do your thing. All right, we got some power back. There you go. <laughs> oh no, we're turning. Rip. There's enough fur. I'm back. All right, <laughs> there. Can you see us? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're good. good. All right. So, um, yeah, it kind of played out. Uh, minute by minute. Obviously, I wasn't wrestling yet, so they had to try me out in the ring. They had to, um, I, I guess, just see if I was capable of this. So they had me, um, you know, throw a couple moves, do some bumps, and they put the match together really based on um, seeing me firsthand there. I don't know if, if that really ever happens. Um, 
I don't know how they do it, honestly. And the promo was going to be an interview, and they said I might have a couple takes if I needed a few. And then it turned into uh, backstage at Gorilla. There was not much conversation. I think everyone was kind of getting a good look at me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I just try to keep it together, you know, just be calm. And I'll never forget walking down that ramp. It's unlike anything else. And you have little kids sticking their hands out, and it's just impossible to not walk by and, and want to shake everyone's hand or give them a high five. But um, I was waiting and waiting. I'm thinking, when is this interview going to happen? And Oscar's music hits, and I'm still not giving this interview, and I'm waiting. And then it kind of made sense that they just they looked at me and said, "You're going live," so I didn't even have time to uh, to fret about it really. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you got to take that as a huge vote of confidence. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that for your first time in the door to get all that like on your first visit up north. Wow. <laughs> I hope that's what it was. I mean, you never know um, who makes the call, who wants to see what. But like I said, I just I wanted to show up and and do the best I could with what they gave me. So. Yeah, I watched the uh, match, the segment on YouTube, and one thing I liked was the comments were surprisingly optimistic, which is <laughs> yeah. rare for the internet. Uh, you know, a yeah, lot of people before. wanted to know who you were. Yeah. And that's that's where the the homework came in of me being the manager because she had a different name, you know. Mm -hmm. Jamie Frost was given to her that day, and there was no social media, so uh. in order for everyone to find her, I had to manually go in and search that name and tag her over and over and over. <laughs> uh, you know, it wasn't hard. She was trending three in the world on Twitter at the time. So, mm. you know, only about a couple hundred messages for me to go through. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm definitely glad to give myself props because um, upon when I first seen it, I was like, I know that face. So I, I had, I was already following uh, the Savage Gentleman. So I was just like, oh, let me track through to find her name. Then I found it and I post. I was like, hey, that person just debuted at Nova Pro. And then that's saying no. I said, now let's see, because I made sure I, I searched her. I searched her name to see if anyone else had added you on it. No one else did. So I was just like, I definitely was first. And the next day, now I started seeing other people saying it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, the identity <laughs> of this person's been revealed on different blogs and stuff. And I was like, yep. Mm -hmm. There it is. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was, it was so surreal too. I mean, that's, it's amazing how that works. So, like, what made you just meet somebody next to you? Like, wait. I know I'm not right. tripping. I know I just seen that person. So listen, same thing happened to me. Yeah, that's how it felt. They pulled really. her aside, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was freaking out more than she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never. Honestly, I mean, we were packing our bags, and I remember I was having new gear made, anyways. And here's a good story that no one knows that you cannot, <laughs> you can't search the internet for this one. Only Let us have only it. the party's privy. So <laughs> I had new gear made and I hadn't yet worn it. And it was a one piece and it was rather high cut. And I, I work out, I do squats. So when I walk, it rides up a little bit. So it was too revealing for them. I had a little too much upper leg showing. Mm -hmm. And they said, <laughs> unless you find some briefs or boy shorts, then, you know, there's nothing we can do. So thankfully, there was another girl there with me in the locker room, and she had some black 
boy short underwear that I threw on under the gear. And I know if you look at the pictures, you can see them. So I was literally wearing someone else's underwear to get on Monday Night Raw. (laughs) (laughs) By any means necessary. By any means necessary. (laughs) Do whatever it takes. If if they say, listen, you need someone else's underwear, you're like, I got to do this right now. And that's pure. That's that's the purest form of dedication. Um, I did, I did see that you, uh, also had, um, maybe one of those type of goof up moments, um, upon, um, meeting talent in the back with maybe one of of the biggest names in WWE, Mr. John Cena. No, not that guy. In my defense, I would never in a million years think that John Cena was coming to fist pump me. Okay. So... Um, yep, we were walking by in the hallway and he said, all right, let's go, let's kill it. And he held his fist up. And by that time, like it didn't fully register. And I was walking past and I was like, oh man, was that for me? That was me. I missed the fist bump. I was freaking out. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a big regret. (laughs) It's safe to say that the curve game in that one is strong. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's jump a little bit back to the Savage Gentleman. Um, so you are you were trained out of the ICW Wrestling Academy, correct? Um, and um, but I was not able to find where were you formerly trained, um, within the world of MMA? Uh, there were a few places. I started actually in a little basement facility with a few guys, and it was right up here in Pittsburgh, but. We slowly transitioned. You know, the team dissolved after two fight events. Our trainer actually was a fraud. Oh. He was seen on the MTV show Tap Out put on. He got knocked out by one of the guys, and that was his claim to fame. Well, he bought a few fake belts, hung them up on a wall, and was handing out fake certificates. After two months, I was a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so... Nothing's ever easy for us, to be clear. No. <laughs> we literally fight for everything that we have, but... <laughs> so, I got contacted by a promoter. He's like, hey, I really love your stuff. I was 2-0 and at the time. Uh, I've only been training for about two months. <laughs> And basically, I had no idea what I was doing still. So I reached out to a trainer that I've worked with. Uh, he ended up being my my main trainer for my entire fight career, Brian Pfeiffer. Great guy and was always willing to learn and evolve every step of the way and do everything with me. But we started training at a lot of places, finally got our own place at Life Force Fitness uh, they gave us the back room. We bought mats. We bought one giant punching bag, and we just made the best of what we had. Eventually, we moved down to Wright's Gym, and uh, they had a Muay Thai team there. They had a jiu-jitsu team. They had a huge gym. So it was almost, you know, hey, love at first sight. Let's go. You know, all the guys under one roof, what could be better? Also, man, uh, for the fans listening, he is undefeated as a pro um, MMA fighter. So let it be known that uh, he's he's the real deal. Um, I'm a lover. I'm a lover, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I, I couldn't believe it because he hadn't had any MMA fights 
when we were dating. And to me, he was soft-spoken and docile and, and sweet and, like, all these things that men would cringe because he was, like, sensitive. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way that you punch people's faces in for a living 10 years. Like, I do not believe in it. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's part of living the gimmick, too, that he is a savage and he is a gentleman. Like, that's very, very real. So it's fun to get to kind of see both sides and play both sides and, and get to put that into our artwork. Yeah, the old adage in wrestling, be yourself, you know, just turned all the way up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, with, without a doubt, again, you guys um, are the purest form of, like, organic chemistry, both um, within the ring, in the octagon, whatever it may be. I mean, it's it's I, I feel like more people breathe success when they just are, you know, are who they are. That's why, you know, to um to kind of allude to WWE, that's why the New Day are so successful because they are daring out who they are. So right, yeah. uh, that's definitely good. That's them. Yep. And honestly, why would you want to be someone else forever, or just keep trying to be someone different for other people? Like we say, if people don't like us, then hey, that's fine. If they don't want us there, we don't have a part on their show. No big deal because. You know, we're not going to leave sleep We're going to be over. somebody's cup of tea. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we'll make you a believer. If not, like, hey, that's fine. You know, everyone has different tastes, different flavors of ice cream. That's one thing we learned at a recent seminar. You know, there's so much ice cream out there. But everyone has a favorite. I don't like mint chocolate chip. That's his favorite. You know? But there are some things that we, that we actually disagree on. He's a <laughs> I know, I know. So, what what is your natural weight? I know you fall at the weatherweight uh, division, but um, um, and I actually I broke in at lightweight, which was one hundred and fifty five pounds. <laughs> wow. Okay, right. So yeah. you're going right to my question. I want to ask too. Um, I know you guys are both um nutritionists and uh, very very big into you know healthy living and eating and such, but what something you're doing is considered probably one of the most dangerous things in combat sports. And that's constantly uh, cutting weight. Yes. So I know you've you've been billed for uh, a few weatherweight um, fights, which is 170. Right. 155. I mean, that, that takes a toll on people. I've, I've watched, you know, numerous interviews from USC fighters talk about the aftermath and you can even see within some of their fighters, how they just, you know, they just don't look the same. I'm right. in Octagon after, you know, cutting weight. So um, I, I kind of want to play devil's advocate a little bit on this, too. Uh, can you talk about the process of, you know, you having to go through that and probably how much do you actually regret doing it so much? Uh, honestly, I don't regret it because her and I just had this talk the other day. Uh, in every time that I lost, I learned something as an amateur. And I use that to grow. But making the weight cuts taught me self-discipline. It's one of the few things that only as a mixed martial artist or, you know, a, a collegiate wrestler is going to understand that and know that sacrifice, know what it takes to get there and know what it takes to be the best. And to not eat cookies. No cookies. <laughs> you know what? No, it's no terrible. Cookies. It's awful. <laughs> That's true sacrifice. But, I mean, I would be you know, I walked around when I first started about 185 pounds and I had to cut to 155 and it was about Jeez. a four week process to lose 30 pounds. And I did that four times a year. Whew. 
Oh my would, God. You know, I would sweat. I'd put on a so- a rubber sauna suit. I would mm. go pedal. I would go run, jog. I'd sit in the sauna with the sauna suit on, shadow boxing. Mm. Come out, just drain my sleeves. Literally, just pouring <laughs> out, pouring water out, out mm. of the cups. Uh, but it was a sacrifice. You have, you have to make it. In that sport, that's what you have to do. But my body naturally grew and naturally grew. And so there was no way for me to make 155 pounds anymore. So I had to move up to 170. Okay. And my body kept growing. <laughs> it, it loved food. Right. I wonder why. I starved it for so long. <laughs> but it was actually uh, one of my jujitsu training partners. I was rolling with him a week or two prior to the fight and went back to the dojo. We were rolling a week after. And he was like, please don't ever lose weight again. You are so much stronger because I was just fanhandling them then at that point. But before, you know, the weight cut really zaps you. Like you were saying, you know, you're not the same. You can see it in people's faces. They come in and they look like they're strung out on drugs. It's not healthy. Uh, But, you know, I made the right adjustments. I didn't stay at that weight. I know a lot of fighters go backwards and they're like, oh, I can get it. I can squeeze an extra 10 pounds out of this. There was no 10 pounds, you know, yeah. whenever I was losing 30 at a time. Whew. Um, so that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, I always sympathize with people that have to wake up, just hearing some of the grueling stories and people that have to go through. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't say you uh, sat in the hot car with the with the microwave suit. To- uh, I've been in, <laughs> I have to say. Okay, I'll, I'll give you one. I put on the sauna suit. Put on about three layers of sweat clothes and put a tanning bed on for 20 minutes and sat in there. Wow. Jeez. I hadn't heard that one before. (laughs) I don't know if that's a level of dedication or sickness right there. Yeah, that's Final Destination-ish for sure. Right. And the best part was uh, my trainer, Brian, I was telling you about how great he was, pops in with a pepperoni pizza. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, Yes. But listen, I think to touch on that, um, it's a healthy obsession. Sometimes it's borderline, but it's an obsession. Any anyone that is truly in love with their craft, mm-hmm. you have to be a sort of obsessed. It it takes over your life. It's all day, every day. It's all you think about, all you talk about, and you want to become that. And if yeah. you don't have that, I don't I don't really think anyone can make it passing it. So I mean it's it's a better obsession now, I think, that we have with wrestling, and I'm happy that this is the past that he chose, and it kind of I led get me to here. Eat. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we go hard on cookies. I'm not even gonna lie. You should see. We'll post some pictures the next time because we'll be clean. We'll have some photo shoots, some big matches, and then we'll come home and we'll just buy about eight packs of cookies. Not an exaggeration. No, not like one of every kind, and then we just. Go at it. There's a pint of milk and it's called eight. balance. You're right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hope w- none of my fitness clients are watching this right now. <laughs> I I will uh, hand the keys over to Will here. Um, he is our resident uh snack expert. So talking cookies here. What you what you what's the hottest cookie out right now, Will? Oh, the hottest cookie is the, the brand new Oreos that just dropped. Yes! 
the cherry cola oh, Oreos and the pina colada Oreos and the kettle corn Oreos. What? We just reviewed all those last night on our uh, Snack Society YouTube channel. How do I not know this? I was going to say, we know not of these. Let's yeah, they just. Oh my God. Pictures. <laughs> my, my fitness website, mind you, holding Oreos <laughs> because that's my jam. It's always been about the Oreos. Well, on Friday, there may be some that'll have to show up at Nova Pro. We will oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. The cherry cola ones are really interesting because they straight up got yes, they yes, you yes. open them up and they smell like cherry soda. Oh my! Wow! It, 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 they're they're out there. <laughs> is, is the cherry coke ones the one with like the pop rocks in it? Exactly, and they have pop rocks yeah. in them, so it's even straight up like they're carbonated. Oh they my! Are, yeah, they are on another level. <laughs> yeah, the, the cherry the cherry cola ones are my favorite because they have like a bubbly note on the back end. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very very delightful. Yeah, of the three, they were definitely my favorite of the new ones. They they were a big hit last night when we tried them out during a uh, backlash. <laughs> Hell with this, we might as well just cut another video uh, for the snack society there with them. Yes, please. <laughs> we're in. Bring it. Let's do this. All right, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um. So just just a little bit a uh, little bit more on um um and of the MMA career. So some of the biggest some of the biggest and baddest fighters right now in the UFC are within that weatherweight um division. Uh, Cowboy yeah. Cerrone, Tyrone Woodley, Robbie Lawler. Um, do you do you ever find yourself um um or do you do you gain any type of um, motivation or inspiration out of some of those guys, especially oh. Tyrone Woodley too? Because you guys definitely like. Um, like in in your whole personalities and demeanors, y'all y'all favor each other. Very very well spoken, um, gentlemen guys. You know, um, great interviews, but will kick ass in the, in a heartbeat and pull back down from anyone. Honestly, the person I grew most inspiration from was George Saint Pierre. Okay, uh, he was the same exact way. He was very well spoken. You know, his English wasn't so hot because he was right, French right. Canadian. However, mm -hmm. you know, he still spoke very well. He dressed well, and he wasn't into the bullshit. You know, he wasn't trying to hype fights up. He went out, touched glove, beat you up. That's how I get down. <laughs> Although he didn't beat uh, Nick Diaz uh, about four or five years ago, I went to that fight in Vegas. Uh, I'm just, you know, yeah, no, he. He did lose on, you know, at the tail end, but before his return, uh, you know, he was, he wasn't fully committed. He had a lot of stuff going on. And yeah. It's very similar to what happened to me. Yeah. You know, I got burnt out. Yeah. I mean, look, when Marvel's ready to throw a check at you because he was in um, uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Exactly. How in the world could you be thinking about getting beat up anymore? <laughs> right. right. You get beat up for fake. I wonder yeah. what pro wrestling is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fake. So um, one more question about this as well, too. So you do have um, you do have this background. And again, you are undefeated as a pro MMA fighter. You have um, also um, transitioned to the boxing world, which you've debuted in 2016. Um, I want to know. And I, I we had uh, John Kerman, who is a um, Nova Pro uh, favorite. He's a, a, a regular. He's one of the faces of Nova Pro. He's also. Um, is an MMA fighter as well as a wrestler. Um, and I asked him the same question. When you have, when you're in that octagon, I mean, you you have this mentality: kill, kill, kill. When oh you're, yeah. 
when you're in, in the same in boxing too, but when you're in wrestling, how do you shut that mentality off to 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 pull punches, knowing that it's Switch almost gimmicks. instinctive? <laughs> you say uh, what? Switch gimmicks. <laughs> uh, it's it's really hard actually. It wasn't as hard as most think, but you know when you're trained to strike, you have a lot of control over what you're doing and where you're throwing things. So it lends itself to wrestling more than it hurts. But at the same time, you know you, your body is trained for over a decade to lay things in, finish everything quick. Get in, collect your paycheck, go home. It's not the same with wrestling. There's a story to be told, and you have to tell that story. And if you can't and you rush through, you know, it's not going to be the same. And you plus, you don't want to hurt anybody. You yeah. don't want to really I, seriously hurt somebody. I think the evolution right now that at least I'm most impressed with was, you know, the aspect of selling. He was trained mm-hmm. for so long to be unfazed completely if someone hit him. You know, it's it's you even you puffer up and get tougher. Like that didn't hurt. That didn't face me. And, you know, it's it's very very different. You know, in this field, and I think that's just growth. That's you know the demand of what wrestling asks for, and that's the fun in it too. You know, and now I think when he's not getting punched out by MMA fighters <laughs> like a chop hurts him so bad that he's actually really selling because he's not used to getting hit for real <laughs> so like, you know I'll, I'll give him a tell them. I, you know how many suplex I get right here on this couch and I always <laughs> land on the centerpiece that's just straight to one more practice right. I'm honing my craft <laughs> I was on bumping on two by fours well before I started getting in the wrestling ring <laughs> now now if this video leaks i'm definitely interested in seeing it too now you guys were saying last night on your on your social medias that you're practicing promos and stuff but it actually seems like the whole match is going down so i mean just leak the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure it'll be all over social media especially if my manager here has anything to do with it. <laughs> um so i mean you you brought up matt riddle earlier um, yes. there's been, there's been like a reason, I'm not going to say a researcher because it's been around for a long time, but more, more or less than, than ever now that the conversion from, um, MMA to wrestling is almost seamless. Um, the, the rest of the four horsewomen has just reported to the performance center today in the, in the news. Um, Ronda Rousey made her debut at, uh, WrestleMania. Shayna Baszler has been around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Riddle is one of the most popular names in the, on the indie scenes. Um, 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 uh, Filthy Tom Lawler is on the indie scenes. I think he's like taking he's on a suspension from the UFC and he went right to wrestling and yeah. made a name for himself. Um, Josh Woods, Ring of Honor. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So it 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 just seems like the 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 seamless thing to do now. Um, how does it feel to be part of that wave? I mean, honestly, it, it does feel good because now, you know, we're not looked at as like these blood sport pugilists, you know, <laughs> because honestly, when UFC first started and cage fighting was a thing, it was called human cockfighting at one point in time. But no one understood the talent, the amount of dedication and the athleticism that it actually required. It wasn't just going to a tough man contest in West Virginia and putting some gloves on and having a couple beers after. 
Yeah. You know, it's it really helps transition into the sport. And like we mentioned earlier, being athletes really, really helps. Mm-hmm. Ring cardio is the thing. Let me tell you, I taught three to four group fitness classes at an hour each with high intensity and overtraining. And when I got into the ring and they made me run the ropes and do drills and rolls and then having to put spots in a match together, I was dead. It was like six minutes Perfect. and I'm like, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, there's something like my classes are second nature and I know what I'm teaching. But when you go in and you have to do things that are unfamiliar and you have to think about spots, it just it's a mental it's a mental cardio training. So it in ring cardio is definitely it's definitely a thing. <laughs> I thought I was in great shape and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, that's what I, that's all I got for the, the whole MMA aspect. We can uh, move forward about uh, future dates you have coming up or what you just worked too. Um, I know Will, you was bringing up about the, um, the white river wrestling event that just passed. Yes. That and... was their biggest show of the year that we got invited down to debut on. And you've you faced I mean, like a little humility right there. Anything <laughs> you want to just you know pick that name up? I, I did wrestling? not drop the name. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> if I mean, when you're talking about hardcore, I mean, yeah, you, you, you do have the background of being an octagon, and 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 if you you've been in you've been in the boxing ring, and and you you're making your way through the wrestling uh, world, but. When you're talking about going hardcore with the hardcore legend, the, the the king of hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. I mean, that's that's not a, a like a likely opportunity for me. I mean, again, you guys are just being sprinkled with so many opportunities left and right. What, what was that experience like? And I mean, I just don't even know. I don't even know what type of conversation I would have with him where he's just like, "Yeah, I'm a you know, I'm probably going to like." Uh, drop you, drop your spine on the on the on the rim of the chair. You cool with that? <laughs> that's the best part is that it was rather nonchalant. I mean, he, he was like, "Yeah, you can't hurt me. No matter what you do, you can't hurt me." <laughs> and that pin tweet you have on your profile with the video clip on there—it's like, my God, you even get to do you got to do the drop toe hold into the chair like you were Raven, right? <laughs> you got yep. to do the Tommy Dreamer greatest hits with him, right? Oh, it was amazing. So awesome. And the response that he gets from the crowd, that energy that he evokes is just, it makes it easy to do the work, especially when you're hated. It's just, you know, you don't even have to do anything to be hated if you're facing him. We were but... instant bad guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> come out, we got a few chairs, Tommy Dreamer come out, and it was all booze. You're right. <laughs> I got kicked out. He got me kicked out thrown out yeah she was ejected right i was, I was misbehaving I, you know i tripped him and trying to help my man that's what i do i'm a good manager all the classic spots that there should always be when a manager is involved oh exactly. man uh, allegedly I, I didn't see any trip he, he fell i mean he right. needs to get his coordination up <laughs> that's my man right there exactly saw nothing but I working didn't... with john Tom- yeah, I didn't see it either. Working with Tommy Dreamer, obviously one of the legends, uh, the modern legends. Is there anyone uh, that you would like to work with? I mean, I know that you, you know, being new and and you know, if you can say anybody, and that would be a plus. But right. who would your dream match be? Uh honestly, I would have to say right now, Matt Riddle. That's what I was gonna say. It's, wow, 
it's two styles that will go hand in hand and lend each other, you know. Uh, and he's the hottest guy on the circuit. Why would I not want to put myself against the best? That's why we're in the business, to be the best. That's why we invest in ourselves. That's why we do the countless hours in the cars to make the talents. Uh, we want to be the best. We want to be seen by the best. She's wrestled the best. <laughs> I have not yet. So <laughs> I got I to gotta get up. I got to catch up to her. Riddle was a cool dude, too. I think it's hard to really. You mean a cool um, bro. Right, cool <laughs> bro. 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 Um, but I think um, I learned a lot, obviously, but I think he did as well, coming from the same background. And you hear someone translate. It's like they speak the same language. Yeah. And it was really, really bizarre. Like, I didn't want to freak Matt Riddle out, but I want to be like, I feel like I'm listening to Shane right now. This is so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, with a little less bro attitude that Shane has like he's a little more intense I think serious wise but it was crazy to just hear him tell the story being an MMA fighter so I think you know for him it gave him a couple ideas and how to take the character a certain way and still hold true to your roots but also not rely on them and think that that's all that you can do because that's where he came from I mean you have to add things in your repertoire and constantly evolve so Awesome. So for but, but, so so for the uh, savage gentleman Matt Riddle, what for you, ma'am? For me, whew. I don't know if I can make that call right now. I don't. I think I think I need a little bit more time because I have to discover myself as a wrestler. Honestly, I think and I would be lying if I said I knew who I was um, and what it would feel like. And I think knowing myself first is more important than knowing who I would want to challenge. Well, the reason why I asked that, even because, again, haven't made your debut yet, and you will in for Rise Wrestling uh, officially uh, this coming June, but I think everybody has that that moment, you know, seven years old and their kids in their, and their, kids in their uh, you know, backyard throwing the touchdown pass or, you know, slapping the game-winning slap shot or <laughs> being the wrestler. So, you know, maybe not necessarily knowing who you are, uh, that's understandable, but anybody dead or alive that you can walk into the ring with right now, you've already been in there with the best uh, right now in Oscar. But you're telling me that when you look in the mirror, you don't see yourself going toe to toe with Oscar again. You do owe her one. Maybe Charlotte, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, Io Shirai, Honestly, Sarah Del Rey. I, I really was just talking about Charlotte last night and Man, is she one of the greatest from her poise, her entrance, her demeanor. She is so, so talented and athletic, and her timing is amazing. I mean, she's really, in my opinion, the best, and that would be a privilege and an honor as, as an understatement. Um, that would certainly be a dream match for sure, and maybe even a rematch with Asuka while we're on this, the subject. Let's throw that in there. <laughs> Yeah, and um, Charlotte also, too, has that collegiate gymnastic background. So, right. I mean, that definitely counts for something as far as, you know, the potential of how far you can go along. Right. Have you ever seen a yeah. double blonde lucha match? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Let's set it up. Who do we have to call? Tell your people to call my people. <laughs> you have the connects. 
apparently, you know, so, you know, go ahead and uh, drop that email again and say, hey, you know, just checking in, <laughs> hit them with the, hey, big head, you know, uh, to see how everything is going. <laughs> hey, is uh, Charlotte busy today? <laughs> I miss you. I mean, you. <laughs> Tuesday is tomorrow, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so you it's... have right, yes, what's SmackDown tomorrow? Yeah, but so you have the yeah. um Yeah. I know, I know you're gonna be there. I'm so now how much you love I'm Baltimore. I can't hear anything. Oh, you were saying uh, I'm sorry. Tuesday's tomorrow and uh SmackDown is SmackDown's also in Baltimore. So you know that's just a hot skip away. Right, hey, knock knock, we're in oh. town. <laughs> <laughs> by. Fancy meeting you here. Right. <laughs> oh, you? You're here also? <laughs> Go ahead, Jamal. What's your statement? Uh, I, I do want to talk about the uh, June 23rd Rise show, uh, Stomp Out Cancer. Yes. And that's going to be at the uh, at the Stronghold in Lamont Firmus, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys are partnering with the American Cancer Society. Yeah. Uh, all the proceeds for the show will go towards the American Cancer Society. So what does this uh, doing a charity show like this mean to you all? Uh, well, honestly, this show really hits home for the both of us. I did the show last year, and it was right after losing my gram to cancer. So, you know, it it was huge. And this year, uh, we just got some bad news recently about her grandmother, uh, you know, and been given a, t a time stamp, you know, and, you know, how long you know she has to live. And it's cancer and it's a bitch but you know we we want to make a difference we want to help you know it's it's hard it's never easy and everyone can relate to that everyone knows what that is and because either you've dealt with it personally or you've dealt with it via your best friend or you know a relative of some sort cancer sucks and if we have an opportunity to help with that by doing what we love to do, there, there's really nothing much, nothing better, you know, than being able to give back. Yeah, um, pancreatic cancer definitely hits home for myself and um, another one of our um, members of the show. We both are big advocates in supporting it. And uh, we've done the pancreatic cancer walk here in Washington, D.C. Uh, with over the last five years so when you speak oh. about when it hits home it, it it is absolutely like when uh jamal was telling me on the pre notes because i didn't i didn't see the tweet i was like oh that's gonna be kind of hard to bring up but i definitely uh definitely give you uh props and prayers as you go through that journey and you you said all the words that i, I that i can mimic as well too um it's been my journey to try to help to help other people as well it's it's the struggle, and I and, I, and my advice to 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 you to um you two as you go through it um for the second time, <sighs> excuse me, is that um you know the doctors they try to give you all this statistics of how long it's going to be and stuff like that, and you know you can't you can't live by that. You just live, you know, yep. your life like it's your last, and you know they'll give you six months, and that's thing you know you you know you have your relatives for for three years. So that, that's yeah, that's true. That's what happened with my gram. You yeah, know, they gave her six months. And yep. we ended up getting 18. So yep. we wow. put that as a win. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and, that, and on that note, to anybody, you know, because um, we'll, we'll definitely get ready to the walk for us is in June. We'll definitely have that out for anybody who's listening who uh, wants to definitely either support um, the Savage Gentleman and um, Lady Frost and, and, and their endeavors with that. Definitely reach out to them. And I will also have up our fundraiser as well as for that, too. So it's a real thing. And, I'm, and it's really good to hear that uh, everybody is bringing awareness to it. And, you know, as we all go through it each and every day. Right. But specifically about the show, it's a stompoutcancerpgh.com. Uh, 20 bucks for uh, adults, $10 for kids. June 23rd, a Saturday. Uh, Pre-show is at 7, bell times at 7.30. So you know, do yourself a favor. Get out there. Show some support for everybody at Rise Wrestling, everybody in uh, Western Maryland, southern west, Southwestern PA, uh, and the entire state of West Virginia, Eastern Ohio. Come out. Uh, it's it's for worthy cause. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank means you. a lot. That's awesome. So um, just so we can wrap up the show again, um, we, we do have you guys making your way into town this <laughs> Friday, Nova Pro, A Threat of Joy, which is going to be streaming live on Powerbomb TV. This show will be at the Annadale Volunteer Fire Department, which is um, because I never remember the address off the top of my head, but I know <laughs> Jamal knows it. Uh, 7900 Columbia Pike in Annandale, Virginia. Uh, go get yourself some Korean barbecue. See some good <laughs> wrestling. It's going to be a good time. That's right. And then if you're and then if you're not there, it's going to yep. be on Powerbomb, and That's you can get right. you can get twenty days free of Powerbomb with the code Nova Pro. So there's no excuse for people not to tune in for this one. If they can't Absolutely be there live, not. they can watch it on the stream and see what the Savage Gentleman and Lady Frost are all about. Let us enthrall you. <laughs> <laughs> So um, before we get out of here, you guys, uh, we definitely have all of your information listed in the description under this video. But um, just for anybody who may just be listening to um, our, um, our audio version of this show, please let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me across the board at Shane in Your Face. That was you know, the MMA gimmick. It will be switching soon. So... Make Hurry sure up. you stay up to date because <laughs> the handles are changing. Wait, we're having an issue with, you know, old names, old gimmicks, old pictures, old everything. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you're following us up to date because we are always getting better. I am Real Lady Frost, and it wasn't because uh, I wanted to be pretentious. I had um, a couple, uh, what are they called? Imposters. I couldn't oh, think of yeah. oh, boy. So after I debuted on Raw, um, I switched some handles. So I'm Real Lady Frost on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard it there. Me on her page, her on my page. Right. They're all blended together. You don't know. When you pick up one page, you don't know whose it is because wrestling <laughs> is real life. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. That's the truth. One time I was looking for something. I was like, wait, wasn't it? Wasn't it just here? And I was like, oh, it's on the other one's page. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anything else you guys want to promote? Um, um, we, you know, we talked about some of your future shows. Anything else you have going on um, uh, that you want to plug? Because um, I know you're making a trip Saturday. Yeah, we're, we are going to White River again. Uh, we take Alan Scotty Reed. And it's going to be one hell of a matchup because <laughs> he is a beast, an absolute beast. So, you know, I'm going to have to bring the Savage game. 
That's right. You heard it. So um again, you know, thank you so much for uh joining the show. This is this was great. I definitely look forward to uh seeing you guys uh Friday. Um if you got merch, bring it because I'm all about that. <laughs> hey, you got the cookies, you better bring the cookies. It's on. No. The cookies are definitely coming. That deal That's is right, done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this. It sounds like there a date. Yeah, right. There you go. I'm a one-man lady, but I have a cookie date with Will. <laughs> there you go. I'm bringing all three flavors. We're going to have the pina colada. We're going to have the cherry cola, and we're going to have the kettle corn. We'll have them all. It'll be I good. Guess. I get a little scared when you say three flavors because the last time you did that, it was peeps. So just make sure oh. <laughs> Easter is oh. over and done with the Easter candies done. The snack society's moved on to Oreos. Oh, there are no good flavors of peeps. Oh, <laughs> there's my best friend for you right there. <laughs> Justice is served. So anyway, mistakes were made. <laughs> mistakes were made. Yes. <laughs> They can't so, all be winners. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes there's <laughs> sometimes there's some duds in the Snack Society's offerings at the Nova Pro shows. Yeah, we're, we're going to make sure Peeps and Candy Corn never make another appearance ever. Okay, if you're cool Amen. with that, I'm cool we with are it. good with that. We're good with that. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> so again, for everyone that listened to the show, thanks for tuning in. Um, this has definitely been a good time uh, for the Savage Generator Lady Frost. Thank you once again for joining us. Um, be sure to tune in to uh, Nova Pro this Friday. You can't make it there. It's going to be on Powermile TV. All the information is, is on our uh, on our Twitter and our website at BigGoBellGroup.com. Uh, we will have so much more material coming out this week. It's definitely a busy week. Nova Pro. We got the Megan Towns Classic on Saturday. So definitely stay tuned and thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.